0: Welcome to Internet Radio's first magazine show where you get entertainment, entertainment, celebrity, love, love, dating, dating, new, new business, business, health, health, and fashion. All presented to you on awesome. plus size life entertainment. Where being plus size is never a negative by your host is Jackie and Zuhayla.
1: Hi, welcome to Plus Life Life Entertainment. We'll be in a pluses, negative, never
2: a negative from your host
1: Jackie. And who will be with us tonight? But we have a special co-host today. Her name is Beatriz Aignoso, and she will be joining us momentarily, Um, and now today we are going to be talking to our guest, a family guest that we have.
0: Her name is Melissa Batista. And, you know,
1: find out what we're doing. Um, Another thing, another thing we wanted to do is talk about Cardi B and her cancellations of her um, concerts because of apparently plastic surgery. So, I'm waiting for Beatrice to get on so we could talk. Hello?
2: Hi, I'm back on. I'm sorry. The call. drop. good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
0: People. <laughs>
1: good. I was telling our audience about you that you're going to be covering today for us. Thank you so much. Um, oh. Beatrice Reynolds for everybody. Welcome home. Hi. Um, Thank you for having hi. me. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have our guest in a few minutes. We'll be calling in maybe maybe ten minutes or so. So we could we wanted to bring some entertainment news about Cardi and her plastic surgery and this whole fiasco about her canceling shows. Um, wow! <laughs> yeah, about wow. I was like, oh my God! Yeah, apparently uh, she she canceled some shows because she was um, had lipo, but she didn't tell nobody. But then she finally confessed it. So now we're like, oh okay. That was it. That's all. So I don't know. It's just I guess it's all over, over the news and everybody's like going crazy about it. Like people don't have plastic surgery all the time,
0: especially exactly. been, <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay, I don't get the
1: idea. Hey, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I'm like, if you have money, think... go do
2: it. That's what. That's how exactly. I say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, I think people are just more upset because of the concerts. But she needs to do what she has to do to get better,
1: you know. Exactly. Hey, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to time it. I mean, you know, you don't have to have anything, but who cares? Whatever. It's quite <laughs> And apparently, it also it, apparently it also spiked up her ticket sales. So that's good for her. So well, <laughs> hey,
2: <laughs> get that money, girl. Is it
1: right? <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah 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 yeah, but yeah. But tell
2: us your your um real quick, 'cause I just mentioned our Instagram and all that stuff. What's your Instagram? People who know and follow you. Do you have one? Yes. Mm -hmm. My Instagram is Betty Ray 902. So that's B E T T Y R E Y 902, and I'm always oh my gosh, that's where I am all the time. (laughs) I know. It's, so it's kind good. of, you know, Betty for Beatriz oh and Ray for Reynoso. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. We got, we, we, we got have those
1: Dominican names that are so long our parents give us. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, mine is like 10 letters long, too, my, my name and my last name. I'm like, really? <clears throat> <laughs> I don't
2: a little name. Yeah, I have two last names, actually. So it's the worst every time I have to write my name out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Don't worry about
1: it. Oh, my gosh. So um, anything else we need to know about you? Because it's the first time you ha- host it with me. Um, yeah. Did you want to say so, something about yourself real quick?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, am, I had a podcast a while back, but that kind of ended. So I won't, like, pump it on here, but that's how I met Denise. Uh, I am a teacher oh, okay. in the Bronx, so that's pretty much nice. what I do. I'm a teacher. I'm going to be going back to school, and right now I'm just healing myself. That's my that's my thing right now. I just went through a very rough experience with another person, and I'm just focusing on me and just what what I can give to the world. So that's exactly. pretty much me in a nutshell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you go, girl. Yep, you go, girl. Sorry,
1: I had to say that <laughs> because you know this go ahead and be doing the show. I want to make sure everybody like, knows you know, who hosts and what they know, you know, learn a little bit about them and stuff like that. But that's good.
0: Yeah. Do you. Thank you go you. first.
1: You go Thank first you. and then those kids you teach. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. so we're going to be back. Cool. Um, don't forget to check out uh, uh, Hip Hop Christian Connection on Sundays at 4. Uh, we host Sasha Little Queen. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Felicia Batista. And we're going to be listening to Cardi B featuring Luna Mars. Please, me, you're listening to Jackie. And now, Beatriz on Placers Plus Life Entertainment. Hey,
0: enjoy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, please, me, baby. Turn around and just tease me, baby. You know what I want to. My time with it. Bring you close to me. Don't want no young dumb shit. Put up on me like we listen to a I was trying to lay low, low. Taking it slow. When well, I'm fucking again, hey, gotta celebrate. if your man look good, but i put him away. If you can sweat the weaving. I got bullies, records, break that shit. (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Plus Size Live Entertainment. I'm your host Jackie. Hey, get to be there. Yes, Hi. I'm here.
2: Yes. I was just jamming.
1: The host is back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, right? Jamming at the song. I know. That's why like yeah. end so fast. You want to, you want it to keep like just going
0: because the reason it's just it just it's just goes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's oh like once you start getting into it, yeah. it's gone. <laughs>
0: Mhm.
1: So I think our guest is here. So let's welcome her. Let me see if she's there. Yes, I think so.
3: Melissa. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> <How are you?
1: laughs> welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I've worked with this lady before, guys. So. She, she's good people, very good good people. Just just know that. Oh, thank <laughs> uh, you. <laughs> um, so, so we have we have our host today also Beatrice, um, that you haven't met yet, but she's on the phone, right she's interviewing and knowing a little bit about you. So please tell us about yourself. Okay, want to share?
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, my name is Melissa Batista. I am a filmmaker based in New York. Um, I'm Dominican-American. I consider myself both at the same time, although maybe sometimes a little more Dominican. Um, but uh, that's okay. Um, I I just had a film at the Harlem International Film Festival, which I wrote and my partner directed. Uh, we did win the Uptown Award for Best Short, which was very exciting. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just uh, <laughs> yes. a, a filmmaker, storyteller, storyteller first, filmmaker second. Yes. Uh, congratulations. congratulations. So, don't Sorry. shorten yourself. Thank you. Don't
1: <laughs> shorten so of guys, And director, so don't be, start changing yourself.
3: <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> oh, my god. gosh.
1: <laughs> you are, you oh, are all mean, those things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, like, what, I don't know, how you grew up, How, huh? Why did you become a, a filmmaker, I guess? Um.
3: Well, believe it or not, I, so uh, the reason why I said I'm a storyteller first and filmmaker second is because I have always mm-hmm. been a storyteller. That was, you know, since the crib. Um, the first time I got a pencil in my hand, I was writing stories, I was making small, like, picture books, you know, since I was a kid. I was very interested in performing arts as well. So uh, in my younger years in school, I was always into performance. I was really big on acting, believe it or not. I never thought I'd be on the other side of the aisle, but I was always, always a storyteller. And uh, I actually went to college for literature, so I've always been a writer fiction, nonfiction, whatever have you. Uh, and it wasn't until after college that I actually started making films. Uh, I didn't go to film school. I always say, you know, like Tarantino says, my film school was the cinema, you know. Um and uh yeah, I mean, I started making films with my partner who was a filmmaker, and um you know, it started off kind of spontaneous. It wasn't necessarily something that I was looking to do. But, again, I've always been a storyteller. It's just, for me, it's just a, a, a new medium for which to tell my stories. So, um, But it's something that I'm, I'm glad I stumbled into because it's definitely a really big passion of mine now. Wow. and so, um, It's funny
1: because I'm picturing you. Hello. hello. <laughs> no. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm picturing you because we all. I definitely am Dominican, right? We're all Dominicans. We yes. Used to. Um, when we're little, that we go to a family's house. You know, there's always mm-hmm. the one kid that's always, like, in the middle of the room, either singing or, or telling stories or jokes or something. Were you, like, that type of kid?
3: Oh, yes, that was definitely me. You know, believe it or not, I was a little bit shy. It's funny because I was always kind of a shy and quiet kid. However, once you put me on stage, you could not get me off. Um, and... <laughs> You know, I remember once being in the fifth grade and auditioning for uh, the the leading female role in something. And wow. I thought I did such an amazing job. And then when I went into the classroom the next day where they had posted all of the, um, the, roles I was very disappointed to see that I didn't get the part for the lead female role because I thought I nailed the audition so well and then I saw that my my you know my teacher saw me and he saw that I, I looked a little bit upset and he calls me over and he says hey Melissa um are you upset you didn't get the part and I said well, you know, you know, I'm yeah you know, of course, I'm very, like, bashful, and very humble, so I was like, no, it's fine. He goes, it's okay to be upset that you didn't get it, and I said, I just, you know, I just thought that I did a good job. He goes, you did do a good job. You did such a good job that I actually gave you the lead male role, because you did better than all the boys did, oh,
0: wow. <laughs> and so,
3: and so they gave me, like, the biggest part in the play, even though I had auditioned just for the female role, wow. because, you know, I wasn't going to play the role of a male, but, um, yeah, oh
2: my always,
3: yeah, I was always at the front, you know, at the front lines of everything. And, and I just loved performing. And again, I was just such a shy kid, but once you put me in that forum and that space, it was just like, I exploded into something else, which was a lot of fun. Um, and my friends will always say like, you know, <laughs> if I'm telling them a story, it could be a story about mm-hmm. me walking to the bodega, but I just stretch it into this <laughs> half-hour tale about all the crazy things that happened in that ten-minute walk,
0: Aww.
3: you know.
1: She has like a mind of her own, right? Yeah, Synthesizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, <sighs> um,
2: I yeah, have a and, question before we go on our. Yep. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna, Hi. um, because you know we, um. We're here also to talk about your film, right, Chevere Salsa. Thank um, you. And mm-hmm. since you we were talking about telling stories about your day and your life, right, this is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, this is this is um, capturing uh, the time span of one day, right, the hottest day of summer. And one of yeah. the things that really stood out to me was the title, Chevere com Salsa. So I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about the inspiration behind that. Um, Absolutely. Why you chose it. What does it evoke for you?
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um so you know, the film I wrote and all of the dialogue in the film that happens between Carlos and Jacenia or Jacenia and Elvis or Jacenia and Griselda, all of that dialogue has existed for me. It's been a part of my life. So there's a little bit of me in Carlos, there's a little bit of me in Jacenia, in Griselda, and in, in Elvis even. Um, and so the title Chevere con Salsa, I gave when I was thinking about this man that used to be someone that helped us out, just like the story that Carlos told in his monologue. it's It was this man who was just really wonderful, very hardworking. Uh, he used to help us out around the house and... Um, this was when we lived in Dominican Republic and Mm -hmm. his mother had just passed Mm -hmm. away. And mind you, I'm seven years old at the time. So a a death for me of someone that I don't know and that I'm not very close with, it didn't register with me in any way. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my father took us to the velorio, um, which was on the outskirts of town and, you know, very, on the line of poverty that these people are living in. Right. Um, But of course my father goes to pay his respects because he knew this man and he knew his mother and he had been there many times before. And it was my first time being there. So I'm in this velorio and everyone's very sad and they're coming over to me, like consoling me. But I, I, you know, I felt kind of awkward because I didn't really know anyone there. And I was so young that I, this just wasn't registering with me, but you know, again, I'm there just to, pay my respects and this man has always been really great with us and our family and his son is around my age too you know and so he after everyone's gone home you know we were his ride back to wherever he was going and we stayed there until everyone left and he wanted to make us dinner mind you this man didn't have a lot of you know means so whatever dinner was for him was literally whatever he can get in the colmado that day so it's usually like platanos and salami or something and so he's (laughs) cooking he's cooking this and since i'm so short i can't look over the stove and he's cooking this smells amazing and i've never had it before and he's laughing and he's like this is going to be like the best thing you ever had you know and (laughs) and then he calls it chevere con salsa and i when he serves it it's literally just like salami salad it's like chopped up salami in, like, a tomato sauce with onions. <laughs> it's, like, definition of, like, you know, college food if you don't have any means, you know?
0: But yeah. yep.
3: he made it sound so awesome, you know? The, the word chevere means awesome, right? So mm-hmm. he's, like, Eso se llama chevere con salsa. And I'm just, like, oh, okay. And so I remember being, like, later, maybe I was in college, and I was, like, I want to make this. So I Googled it, and there was no such thing, of course, because that's the name that he had given to this dish. And it's, you know, it's not it's not a very elaborate kind of, you know, cuisine that he was whipping up, but it was exactly. something special to him. And so I wanted to relate that to how Carlos feels about his neighborhood in Washington Heights because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good bad up there, you know. And there's a lot of other dialogue that I had cut out. But, you know, when I was living in Washington Heights, you know, there were a lot of things that would upset me about the neighborhood. And there were a lot of things that would upset me about my apartment. My goodness, you can't get a super to fix anything up there.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
3: it's all these complaints and complaints, but I... I wanted Carlos to be kind of the yin to the yang or vice versa and show a different side of, okay, there's a lot of things that suck, but it's really an awesome place, you know, and it's so rich in culture Mm -hmm. and it's, it has so many good things about it that it can be also seen as a chevere con salsa, you know? So that's my whole
0: That's the
2: long, that's the long uh, version of <laughs> that. <laughs> 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 all of this
1: dope. So and thing. I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Yeah, we want, I don't ride like the
2: soul Dominican, right? She's, the me of like
1: my mother camp over there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But hold that note. When we come back, I want you to tell us more about the movie and the casting process and all that. Uh um, oh, okay. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Yeah, with whole boys on both Paradise to hear the best of downtown message and soul and highlights from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Next, we'll continue talking to Melissa about her movie after our song, Shade About a Baby by Ari Lennox and Jay Cole. You're listening to Jackie and Beatrice with Plus Size Life Entertainment. <laughs>
0: I'm back, relax, I'm thinking yes, was that the fact I'm drinking, coconut oil, the center of your body, still lingers on sheets, I got a shot if you, you want to reach, cop that cop, that trigger release, pop that top, take a sip of your holiest water, I know I'm a part of your flow now, tell me you cut it, don't matter, you love her, now you got part of her soul now, I ain't know them, but I know now, apology dude, one in than a few, the ones I read through, but never loved you, I pray you found peace in your home now, I'm doing better, I got me a chocolate bar, comment on top of the bar, think of the shape of the lick of the places, you only going lick when you rock with a fuck, ever,
1: Guys, welcome to Plus Size Life, Life Entertainment. I'm your host, Jackie.
2: Hey. And we got nice. And I'm Hi. your host, Beatrice, <laughs> Yafriz. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we have our fabulous
1: guest, Nadisa Batista. we're talking all about her movie,
2: and her filmmaking,
1: and everything. Her <laughs> Trevet con Salsa, which now we know what it is for people who didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's like a that's like a, a, a staple of like I guess being in Dominican culture, right? Like you see that growing up all the time. Salami, that you know,
3: cebolla. Oh yeah, platanos. big time. Mm-hmm. Only <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Mango. laughs>
3: There were there were a lot Something of like possibilities. That.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, so, okay,
1: you started writing this. Then are you thinking about the characters, what they look like, what they should, you know, be like? What was yeah, that process? so
3: that process, believe it or not, started um, with a conversation that I had with a very close friend of mine. So, Justenia and Carlos sort of mimic uh, the relationship that I had with one of my best friends that... I actually grew up with partially in DR and then eventually in the Washington Heights as well. So, um, just a little bit of background on like my geography is I was born Mm. in New York, but at the age of four, my whole family moved to Dominican Republic. So I I was raised there for my mostly my formative years. Um, so I lived there until I was 13 And then when I was 13, we moved back to the States. We didn't go back to New York because rent was, oh, my God. So we ended up moving to Connecticut, which is where I went to high school and college. And then after college, I came back to my home, New York City. Um, My parents, you know, we were always very close in New York because my parents had their businesses here. So they were kind of going back and forth from DR. But anyway, long story short is uh, my very good friend, when I ended up living in Washington Heights, my very good friend that I had, you know, gone to school with in DR was also living in Washington Heights, which is where he's originally from too. Um, And I also wanted to touch on that lightly in the film about this sense of like transnationalism, because I feel like what's really awesome about Dominicans and the Caribbean especially is this sort of like invisible bridge that's always there Uh, It's unlike a lot of immigrant experiences where, you know, people move here and then they stay here and they may never go back to their country. Um, Mm -hmm. Dominicans are very much always going back and forth. So, you know, the notion that someone was born here and grew up there and then went back and came back and then lived there, you know, it's very common. The more I speak to Dominicans here, the more I start to realize that Mm -hmm. everyone has this story of like being there and here so um Yesenia and Carlos mm-hmm. are essentially the relationship between myself and my very good friend that lives in Washington Heights and uh the opening of the film where you hear Carlos Telling her about this girl that he's trying to bag, you know, but she's she's making it real <laughs> difficult, you know, like she's asking him to do stuff for him, but every time he goes over, nothing happens, you know, so like what's up mm-hmm. so he had told us that story, it was like him and and a couple other friends, and it was we have this like WhatsApp chat, which is so popular nowadays. Everybody has a group chat, you know, yeah. Yeah. everybody has one. And you talk about this, that, and the third sexual politics, food, you know, I mean, regular politics. Um, so he was telling that story. <laughs> Mind you, that's, you know, I was on my day off and I was writing something else at the time, but as soon as he said that story, I dropped everything I was doing. And that is why I started writing this film. And I made it the wow. opening monologue oh of the film. Cause it, it was just, I mean, come on. It was hilarious. It's just like this girl asks him for help bringing up her dresser because the delivery man left it on the first floor and she lives on the third floor. And he was like, all right, this is what I think you should yeah. do. If you take all the gavetas out and you take it apart, it's going to be real easy for you to take it up yourself. <laughs> so oh that to God. me was hilarious. Um, but that's kind of how I started writing it. And then, of course, everything starts flowing after that. For me, it's it's I just mm-hmm. have to sit at the desk and I get inspired by one thing and I just go for it. And then sometimes you don't get expire, inspired, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of yeah, people I think that they just, you can't always work on inspiration because you're never going to get anything done that way. But I, I forced myself to chain myself to my desk every day and just keep writing. So... <laughs> All you need
1: is a so little seed, you though, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: When you were looking at the characters, because, you know, we we very plus-size community mm-hmm. here, uh, when you were looking at the characters, were you thinking, I want the characters to be plus-size, or were you kind of up in the air, whoever's good type of thing? Because we do need My more think... plus-size people on film. You know how it is?
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, of course. Well, I curvy think. Girls,
1: curvy girls, I guess. hmm
3: When I think of my characters, I think of people that are real. And Mm -hmm. the reality is that there are more curvy, so to speak, people in real life than there are what we're so accustomed to seeing on screen. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's a shame that we, like, I think as viewers, we can do better. And as content creators, we can do better. So just making those choices to again for me I just was thinking of people that are real you know um and Mm -hmm. especially in Dominican culture there's a lot of we're all very full-figured women you know god bless and I think that (laughs) there are just there are too many women that we see not only in film but in everything right you go shopping online and You know, you see all this clothes and it looks great. And then, you know, on the little footnote, it says, you know, models wearing like a double XS. And it's like, Jesus, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. And so, like, what's crazy about it is that we're so used to seeing this tiny figure on screen that there have been times where I'll see celebrities in real life. And they look so much slimmer than they do on camera. Mm -hmm. But it's just because we're so used to seeing a a size zero on screen. And then when you see them in real life, you know, not to, of course, I know that there are bodies of all shapes and sizes and I'm not, I'm not bashing any one type, but I'm just saying like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how you're so used to seeing a size zero that when you see it in person, you're like, Oh, that looks, that looks kind of really slim but in you know on screen Mm. you don't think of it that way because that's what they've they've kind of just shoved down our throat for so long so Mm -hmm. you know I think that of course once we start including more women that are actually real that look real on screen um it just I think it'll all go from there I think that it's already started um the only direction that I feel like maybe we're going backwards in is, and this, I I, I wanted to touch on this in the film, um, but I didn't, and I I'm actually glad that I kind of saw this on Spike Lee's new um, She's Gotta Have It series, uh, mm-hmm. where the, one of the characters is getting, like, augmentation, and that is something, like, yeah. super prevalent now in our culture, and I feel like you know, oh, yeah. if if you look at, I was watching like a hip hop music video from like 1995, and I was shocked because all the women just looked real. Like they had a little bit of chichos here and there, you know. Maybe they didn't have the biggest boobs or the biggest butt, but they just looked real. And now you don't see that. You will not see a music video where like a girl just looks like normal, like that, like natural. So I feel like. In a sense, we're kind of moving in the right direction. But at the same time, there are things that are happening. We're evolving in another way, too, that it's, you know, it's kind of skewing the image. But um, I don't know. I think we'll get there. I, I remember seeing Lena Dunham, you know, bear it all in Girls. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I you know, I felt kind of bad saying. I was like, that was kind of bold of her because she did it. She wasn't a size zero, you know? But then I realized, like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. is it that we're only so used to seeing a size zero just bare it all like that? So all I think time, that, yep. yeah, I think that was a good step in the right direction because the reality is, like, most of us probably look like that, you know? <laughs> like, nobody, <laughs> not that many women, <laughs> look like a size zero,
0: you know?
1: <laughs> no, it's funny that yeah, we were yeah. just talking about Cardi B earlier, right? You yeah. We were talking about Cardi B and that she just had light bulb and stuff earlier before she yeah. yeah. moved in. And I'm like, you know, so it's, we, we want to see career people, but you also mm-hmm. see people getting light bulb and getting stuff like that. And then you're like, okay, so it's kind of like a casual. So you want to look thin in some areas, but other areas you want them to look more, you know, the yeah. areas, I guess you say. say. So I like know. Skinny, skinny, and it's. it's... The district size, right?
3: Oh man. It's all about, you know, it's. It's frustrating because I feel like it all comes down to, like, trends, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, big butts weren't that popular, but now everybody wants one.
0: Exactly. You know, before,
3: it was was breasts. Everyone (laughs) wanted large breasts, and now people don't really care about that. They want the booty, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. And And then everyone's just,
3: yeah, and the big lips, and it's just, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'm just walking down the street or, or I'll even know women, you know, in my own life that look amazing. And then they go and do something to, you know, and I get it, to each their own if that's the way they want to look. But I just feel like we're going in the wrong direction when we start doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. In the
1: film, you, you show
3: up in the film for like oh, yeah
1: <laughs> second. And we see your butt.
3: Oh, man. Yeah, you and know. And it looks great, like people. It looks great.
1: Watch the film. It looks great.
0: We were, everybody
3: was in the movie theater, like, clapping, like, Whoa. Oh, man. And that was, that was oh, such God. a funny moment because, like, literally the character is saying in that moment about how, like, she's just being reduced to, like, a cat call. And why, and, you know... Guys just think that they could talk about a girls' ass like while she's walking by in a nasty way, and you know I I'm making my cameo, and everyone just starts coughing. And I'm like, you guys missed the point. <laughs> you know, they're like doing like literally the exact opposite of what the character is narrating. But you know that was the director's choice, and
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. um, but, um,
2: oh Jackie, did you have something to say?
1: No, you go ahead, you
2: go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about um, the men, right, in this movie. So mm-hmm. you talk about, you know, how the men are coddled, right, um, by their mm-hmm. moms, and you address toxic masculinity as perpetuated by these double standards, right, in our culture. Absolutely. Um, so how did your personal experiences play a role, um, and then what did you hope to do in accomplishing addressing this issue through your film. Well, that
3: you know, how my my experience with this is I assume similar to so many women not just in Dominican culture. Um mm-hmm. I I was really glad to hear that you know, a good friend of ours who went to see the film, they're actually from a small town in Italy. You know, he went with his girlfriend and although she doesn't speak Spanish, she mm-hmm you know and she grew up in Italy she's like I resonated 1000% with everything she was saying about you know the Madonna whore complex and how you know the boys are so (laughs) coddled and it creates this you know you're creating this I can't tell you how many times you know I I did grow up in like a 50 50 household so it's my mom my sister and then me and then my father and my two brothers but You know, I was always surrounded by my male cousins or male friends, their friends, and I was just like a sponge ingesting all of their conversation. And so I put that on screen. I put what I experienced with my mother literally telling me one day, your brother's not doing the dishes. And I'm like, why? She goes, he takes out the garbage. Don't ask your brother to do the dishes, you know? And I was like, this is so crazy. Like, am I Are you listening to what you're saying? (laughs) Is this the Twilight Zone? You know, but that is literally what it's like. And so at the same time, I grew up, you know, listening to the conversations my brothers would have with their friends and their male cousins. And they would talk about this girl's a cuero and that girl's a cuero and this. You only use those girls for this. You don't settle down (laughs) with that kind of girl. And it's like, what do you think these girls, where do you think they go after they do this? You think that mm-hmm. they never marry or they never mind someone? Like, <laughs> or you think the girl that you're going to marry has never been with anybody else, you know? So, and it's all because, you know, I can't tell you how many times too. all the mothers that I've known in my life that have mm-hmm. just coddled their boys so much to the point where even they're perpetuating it. Cause that's your boy, that's your little boy. So you're going to yeah. tell your son you're going to tell your son, no, she's not right for a serious thing. She, you can have fun with her, but she's not good for, for long-term, or I don't like her for this and that. And, you know, my my mother was very vocal about it and so were a lot of other mothers. And, you know, of course they're just looking out for the best interests of their sons, but, you know, it's just yeah. a double standard that's being perpetuated over and over and over again. And, you know, my brothers could stay out as late as they wanted, but I had to be home at nine thirty sharp you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, what was yep. I wearing? I How know. short were my shorts? You know, and so <laughs> oh I I even overheard one day, my brother, you know, of course, he's a teenager at the time. So who knows what he knew he was saying, but he goes, all girls are hoes, except for my two sisters. Oh, my. You know, so I, it sounds ridiculous. But that that is what happens. And then they're in for a rude awakening when they're in their 20s and 30s, you know, and they start realizing that all women aren't like your mom made them out to be, you know? And so yeah,
1: like I just wanted to movie. put that on you're screen. That.
3: But also because, oh, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Um, mm-hmm. no, a, no, big, no. a big part of a movie is, I'm glad that it resonates with women but it also resonates with men because what I was trying to do with Carlos is I wasn't trying to paint a one-sided picture I wanted to show both sides of the aisle so like what Yesenia is feeling and thinking versus also what Carlos is thinking and so you know you sometimes find like a little bit of a middle ground even though obviously I think it was very eye-opening for a lot of men and for women it was kind of like yeah I know that's just how it is rough, <laughs> you know. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god! So yeah. uh, it's like it's there's so many things, right? You're like, all right. Well, you we're know gonna what? You're gonna hold up. You're gonna come back with yep. you. you. Okay. Tell us more about the movie.
3: <laughs> okay. And
1: how Dominican mothers obsess over their sons. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, don't
1: forget to tune in with yeah, we're hosts Mike Keith got eight to discuss all things dating, sex relationships, and marriage with guest experts first lawyers. And celebrities. Next, we'll come back and talk to you about the film. And we're going to be listening to Mia, featuring this Back button Jake. Uh, you're listening to Jackie and Get Three with Plaza's Rice Entertainment. you guys back.
0: Yeah. Todos están pendientes.
2: Slash live entertainment. I'm your host, Jackie. <laughs> and I'm your host, Beatrice. And
1: we, Beatrice. we have Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's probably this weather that has like, you know, delayed or something. So every time it rains, like, technology just messes up for some reason. But, <laughs> Melissa, welcome <laughs> back.
2: We Thank you. To,
1: before we run out of time, Melissa, I want you to mm-hmm. tell
0: like, us where people can find
1: you, your social media, or Facebook, or whatever that you have. So, people can yeah. know how to follow you into the
3: movie. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so, um, my Instagram is Melly Mel Batista. Um, we also have our production um, Instagram, which is Zio Chicho Cinema. So, um, my partner and I, my partner being my fiance, we both produce uh, our <laughs> films together. Uh, which is a whole other podcast in itself. Um, but uh, we have Zio Chicho. You can find our website at com, And we also have our YouTube channel, uh, Zio Chicho Cinema. Um, we have two shorts where, um, that are in the pipeline right now. So we, I wrote and directed. Uh, it's my first time directing my next short. It's called Five Picture Tuesday about a couple that's trying to see five uh, movies in one day uh, in the theaters. And the other one is Roma Amor, which I acted in, uh, and my partner wrote and directed. So those we're working on now. Uh, Chevere Salsa is still very much in the festival circuit, so uh, it's not fully out yet. Um, but once it's done doing its rounds, then obviously it'll be available on our YouTube channel and our website. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think I covered them all.
2: Well, thank you for that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk a little bit because we have you know you and Jackie who worked together on this film. Yeah. Jackie was Griselda. Um, so yeah. I wanted to talk to you about you know how you went about selecting the character, the person to play Griselda, and then Jackie, what that experience was like for you, um, if you don't mind me talking about that.
0: Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm.
3: Um so Jackie came to this film like a godsend. She you know, we had auditioned a lot of people <clears throat> for the different roles. Uh it was the end of um end of the day and she was the last audition we had and she absolutely nailed it. I mean, we needed a Dominican mother or just didn't have to be a Dominican mother, but someone who can play that role, obviously. Um, She came in, and she just literally hit every note exactly how, you know, I saw it in my head. So I thought, okay, like, you know, obviously, when you find an actor for a role, you're never like a, a, a thousand percent sure of this particular person because you always wrote it maybe with something different in mind. But when Jackie came for her audition it was like, no, this is exactly what I was picturing. So this was like perfect and she just blew it out of the water. Oh, oh wow.
1: What's funny is that yeah, please what's funny is that when I when I was reading the script, I when she first sent me the sides to go to the audition, I was reading that I was practicing with my daughter. And I'm like, this is exactly what happens with my daughter every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so it was a little like a little bit too natural for me because I yeah. mean yelling at her about the kitchen and cleaning and something yeah. so like that whatever. So it, it was like I I like, literally told her and, and, and Joe, like, uh, this is like me being in my house with my daughters right now. <laughs> yeah. So when she when she yeah, so when she called me and said you're gonna we're gonna you know, we're gonna cast you for it. I was so excited, and then I'm like, okay, how can I be the most Dominican? Like from the campo, like all fresh off the boat, kind of. Person? <laughs> That's what I was picturing. So, I'm yeah. like, mm, my mom. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my, mom. You know my mom's been here since. My mom's been here since '76, right? I was born here in '78. Mm-hmm. She's been here since '76 she still looks like she's off the boat, like still no English, still dresses like, you know, very yes. not updated. So I'm like, oh my God. So I have to kind of channel, channel her a little bit. And that's why I remember I asked her, I was like, okay, like I'll do some rollos. So oh, I yeah. spent two days with rollos yeah. on. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, yes. Because we had to shoot two different scenes. Like some of the scenes were in a, in a place, and another scene were in another place, but it was still the same yeah. day. Um, so I was like, you know what, for me to look like, I'm thinking like Doña Florinda from back in the day, like the chavo. You know I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I wanted to look like that much, and I just, I went to a salon, did some brolos. the salon, the girl in the salon was like, uh, you're not going to take them out? I'm like, no, I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I had to sleep with them on, because we still have to film the next day, so I slept like sitting now. and, but it was fun, everything was fun, it was just, I was like, I couldn't wait to take them off the next day, but. I had fun and everybody in the cast was fun.
3: Yeah, it was a, well, it was I gotta, a fun time.
1: Made the Dominican mother yelling to
2: do the platos and, you know.
3: Oh, yeah. That, I guess, she definitely I did justice to her for sure.
2: Yeah, you were natural. It's like, okay, this is a little too close to real life. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Because when you think of Dominican moms, you know, I'm thinking about when I go to the campo in the arts. We used to go, like, yeah. i was going here, but we went every single summer for the whole summer. And we, and I have yeah. people from the poorest, poorest to, like, the middle class. So we always yeah. talk about my like, poorest, poorest families. And they're always in the campo with no, no roads, no water, no toilets. Like, I I, I I, know all of that. So when I mm-hmm. see them, you always see them in roles with a bata, with flowers on it. <laughs> You know, in China. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. That would have been great if you ripped exam- out the lata. <laughs> yeah, I the lata. Yes, I could <laughs> on the back but You you actually to wear like like a it's funny because you told me to wear like a, you know, like a gym
3: outfit. Type, yeah, you know, you know I, I did I, 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 I just did. I wanted j d mom to look young, you know, and I feel like a lot of a, a lot of woman. um yeah Yeah, and you know especially the women in washington heights like you will not catch them without their hair done you know Mm -hmm. like that salon is packed (laughs) every day every friday and saturday you will not find an empty chair in that salon so you know i wanted Mm -hmm. to embody that like I wanted Jackie to embody yeah. that. She's she's a Dominican woman. She's very much still very Dominican, but she lives in Washington Heights and yeah. she you know, she she's wears she wears her little her little spandex, you know, and she's got her old's in yep. and she's you know, so but you she's definitely channel that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. So hey. Uh we don't want
1: to run out of time but uh, Exactly. Just, you
3: know, yeah, um, one last final thought you want to give, Melissa, to the audience? You know, that's um, a good... no? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, um, no? it was definitely so much fun <laughs> making this film. Um, for anyone who's into film or likes making film or likes telling stories, just tell it, you know. I, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> you had asked is about film school. And, you know, I always like to say that you should never let, you know, it's great to go to film school. And obviously, if you have the opportunity to do that, you can, but filmmaking has really become so democratized that, you know, you can make a film with your phone, which is what my next short film is. And so if you love storytelling, and you have a story to tell, then just tell it because the resources are there, even at the palm of your hand. Yeah. Yes.
1: Thank you so much for coming and thank you, ladies, for name. having me. So much. You? Yes, we're going to hear from you in the future, of
3: course.
0: What we'll
3: are all the films. Of course. So everybody check out. Of course. Her out, her I
0: am. I am. Yes. I am. Thank I am, I am so writing much.
3: the feature. The feature length version of Chevere con salsa, so it'll be a full. Yes. It'll be a full length yes. film. I'm in the process of writing that.
1: Oh, we can't wait! we. Mm-hmm. I know. We can't wait for that. So, thank you, Beatriz, for joining us today also. And thank you, Melissa. Tune in for the concert thank on you. The Best Hip Hop, R&B, and Reggae with Tony Diamond, Friday at 8, and on Mondays at 9.30, we'll hold Parishma and Akon to join us on Discussion of Girlfriend Network. Don't forget, follow us on Five Size Life Entertainment. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you, thank you. you thank you. Thank
0: you.
3: Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. With Lucy, <laughs> Mr. Alliex. You're listening to Jackie and BF3. It's my first lesson you came
0: and bye, you Bye. 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 <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. Slow songs, they for skinny hoes. Can't move all of this here to one of those. I'm a thick bitch. I need tempo. tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo kitty pat, kitty pat, pity, pitty pat. Look at my ass, it's kitty fitty fat. Pet. Kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty, kitty, cat. cat. Bring me a glass, boy. I like my water away Stow back. Stow back, back, catch it Catch that. I need a jack Woo. for all of this ass, but it won't go flat. Baby? baby, baby. Come eat some of this cake it. He look like I'll put the rest in your face. slow songs, basic kitty hoes. Can't move all of this here to one of those. I'm a thick bitch, I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Slow songs from the kitty hoes. Fuck it up to the, tempo. Songs, Fuck up to the tempo. tempo. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Boyfriend watching. Oh now you want enough up? Get on this ride, baby. You gon' have to buckle up big side, they fly, call me little buttercup. Means necessary. Hey. My ass is not an accessory. The <laughs> said is accessory. Yeah. Twerk skills up on legendary. Slow songs, basic skinny hoes. Can't move all of this here to one of those. I'm a thick bitch, I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Slow songs, skinny hoes. Fuck it up to the tempo. Missy. Thick girls down girl. on a face on, on my neck like, like brrr. I'm big bone with nice curls. Look at me, I know I look good. Look good, look good, look good. I'm a thick bitch. I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. some songs to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo.